0: Hello, and welcome to ISP Six-Figure Realtor Podcast. I'm Bibi Bengochea, Six-Figure Realtor, best-selling author of Realtor 90-Day Kickstart, the guide to earn six figures with the intuitive selling process. I'm your coach and founder of the intuitive selling process. This podcast will teach you to think outside the box. ISP intuitive selling process is law of attraction meets real estate. Bringing you an array of top producing realtors, entrepreneurs, and successful people who think outside the box. Welcome back episode nine astrology and business what a great title that is if you're into astrology you're in for a great podcast session and if you don't know anything about astrology this is going to be great because it's super informative and it really breaks it down as far as why and how this can be beneficial to you and in my chapter 13 astrology and business in my book I really go into the technical part and the analytical part of astrology, which astrology is a study of the planets and how their energies and their transitions or transits, which is how the planets move, can affect the universe, right, our planet and our lives. And if you don't know about astrology, when you're born, okay, you're born at a certain specific time and the sky at that time, the planets and the stars are in a certain specific place. And that is a photo of, of a blueprint of really who you are and how you react to things, how you love someone, how you um put yourself out there, how your relationships react, what will you possibly be good in, what type of industry. So many different dynamics in this birth chart that's kind of like your map, right? It's like your personal own map because we're all here for a certain purpose and it has different directions and the planets indicate how we react and the signs that are in all those little, little, have you ever seen a birth chart it has all these little things in there and people are like what is all this stuff here and all those little things mean something about you and when you learn more about yourself and how why you react to certain things a certain way or even when I give you planning something right because most of the things that I find beneficial for astrology is number one you get to really know yourself and number two You can actually improve your life knowing ahead how the energies are going to affect you and the world and other people, right? And we're going to really go deep with one of my favorite astrologers, which has influenced me and my study to become an astrologer, right? Um, She's amazing. Not only that, she's an intuitive astrologer as well. So it's not just facts that she's learned she's very intuitive in reading and it's actually an art form as well that you develop as you study more and more throughout the years and I've been studying astrology for a long time but like seriously it's been like the last two years or so that I really now that I've gone into that direction and it's always been a passion of mine and it's always even when I've worked even in my book I included a chapter intuitively about astrology so it's I love that I have this platform. I never knew that I would love podcasting so much because it's my way to connect to you guys where you guys can hear me out and see a different perspective from my book and really get to know me and give you guys valuable information that you can use on your day-to-day life that will impact you in a positive way. And I've always loved helping others. It just comes to me naturally. Anybody that I've come through my path, whether they're, they're still here or not, They've always benefited from knowing me so and I've learned that as we grow one of the things that I've learned with astrology is that it helps me understand why certain things at certain points are happening or happened and how currently I can assess my life moving forward and plan ahead just like you would plan your business you can plan your business according to how the transits, the planets are going to be positioned. And I am specializing now in helping entrepreneurs, right, position their business with astrology, kind of building their business plan based on how the transits are gonna affect the business in the next 12 months, right? And working everything out based to benefit on their personal birth chart. So you have a birth chart, which is like your foundation, and then you can lay on top the transits that are going to happen in the cycles in the next 12 months with the planets and the energies and so forth. So at the end of this podcast, after we have our special guest, which she is off the chain, she's amazing. She has a YouTube channel, over 65,000 followers that she has cultivated and nurtured. I'm one of those followers, okay? And I've been following her for a couple of years, and she, I've seen her actually grow into being an amazing uh, person that she is. She's going to be with us today, so it means a lot to me. And after that, I'm gonna read you chapter 13 and how astrology and business can work for you and you can use it to your benefit. And if you want a birth Birth chart reading. I'm also doing those. You can book that and uh, just follow the information after the podcast so you can follow us and it'll be in the information in the description. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Please, if you enjoyed this, subscribe and comment. It really helps my podcast as far as the channels that I actually am broadcasting through and helps me develop more content and keep it going. So, enjoy so today is episode nine astrology and business and I'm super excited to introduce to you all an amazing astrologer not only that she is uh, has a business master's and has someone that has influenced me Uh, To become a new astrologer. I'm going to introduce to you someone that has her purpose is to be the next generation. She's the next generation of astrologers. Uh, She helps people with their soul work and discovering their true purpose. You can catch her. She's a YouTuber. She's got over 67,000 followers. And every week she has a new information whatever sign sun moon or rising you have not only that she has her amazing eat and greet which I totally enjoy uh, when she goes out there and connects with other astrologers and brings out information proud to present for today Stormy Grace welcome
1: yes thank you so much for having me this is so exciting
0: I'm so excited to have you here because First of all, you've started my journey as an astrologer, a new astrologer, and I've been following you for about two years, and you bring such great content, and the way that you, as a Taurus in Virgo, (laughs) with your Mercury, you explain things so well that I've been following for, you know, a couple of years now, and I've seen you grow your channel and how you influence others in their business, so talk to us a little bit how you got into astrology.
1: Oh gosh, it's so it's always so funny to be asked that question because it's just I don't know, I feel like it's it's just so magical the way that it happened honestly when I was really young. Um I just saw the world differently than my family did and my mom, she really took advantage of that and she understood that and she ended up taking me um into the metaphysical community, you know, and and just I remember being at a metaphysical fair with her and immediately I just was attracted to astrology. You know, there was numerology and tarot and soaps and herbs and all of the good stuff. Um, And I just watched this astrologer and it just was there. I, I just, you know, it's like we were, we were meant to be, and that's how it began. And then I just, I studied for myself and, you know, would listen to horoscopes and stuff and, Uh, I I didn't do a lot with it at first and I went on a very traditional educational path and I did my master's and I did my doctorate degree and it was very traditional in business but there was a spiritual context to it and somewhere in there I just feel like I got called home and home is just to work in the practice of astrology and I, uh, I worked as a radio DJ for 10 years and I walked into this this business and this industry that I have loved since I was in it. And I knew I was never going to come back. And I just didn't know what that meant. And what it apparently meant uh, is that I was going to start an astrology practice. And I did. And I built this thing from the ground up and I have continued to study Stephen Forrest, Rick Levine. These are important and critical teachers to me, David Cochran with vibrational astrology and, you know, where I'm at with it today is I, I'm kind of like that, like second year medical resident and I'm trying to uh, choose a specialty. <laughs> so these people have become even more influential in me continuing to just study and advance my practice so that I can help people. It's, um, it, it I did not get here the way that I thought I was going to get here. And I, in fact, I didn't think I was going to get here at all. So that's, that's
0: the story how I've landed. And now here I am. Well, now we know. And it's very interesting because I'm also doing that transition and you're seeing me in that transition grow. And intuitively, when I wrote my book, uh, chapter 13, which I'm going to read after your interview is astrology and business. And it also has been my calling, like since I've been very young, I've been always very intuitive with people and then the horoscopes and following different astrologers and reading different books and kind of piecing it as I long. And now my life, I've kind of taken that direction where I'm really into astrology. You've been very influential with your videos because I connected to you and you actually mentor me and you've been mentored by others. And it's, it's interesting how the lineage kind of goes through and you're saying you're the next generation I'd probably be the third generation (laughs) of that yeah that said it's so powerful because in my business the way I've used astrology is I connect it to individuals when I'm selling with the intuitive selling process which is what I talk about in my book and I talk to either you know sellers that are selling How do we connect to the buyer that's coming in? How do we connect with that other agent that's bringing that buyer? Or if I'm working on a transaction, on a business transaction, whether it's a commercial, which is a business, and I get to know all the elements that are on the table, even like I ask people, what's their sign? Some people think it's odd. but (laughs) And that's fine. I'm okay with that because that's who I am. And I understand what I bring to the table, right? Yes. Um, So when we're talking about you know i've taken you you offer a lot of information and a lot of different aspects to the business and uh, to the astrology and its a- a- essence one of the things is we all have our 12 we all are part of the 12 planets right the 12 signs the 12 and we planets. have our planets can you can you kind of dive in and give the listeners what are the main aspects that they need to be paying attention to? Sure. So,
1: I mean, it, and this is, this can be a, a little bit daunting if you're just getting started, but if you are, you know, just getting starting and kind of wanting to see how to begin to apply your chart to how things work for you in business. First thing I will tell you is, yes, you need a chart. If you're going to talk astrology, you need to have a chart to be able to get into the conversation. So, you know, there are many free resources out there. You can come to me, you can come to any astrologer and get an accurate chart done if that's something that you need. But then once you have that thing, certain things you're going to want to just begin to pay attention to, you know, get to know your sun energy, because this is a big energy. He's in charge of a lot. And you're not only needing to learn the positives and the challenges that come with this sun, but how do those actually benefit you as you're doing business, right? Your sun is going to regulate you and give you direction with all of the rest of the planetary things that are happening in that chart. So you want to dig into your sun, your core energy, and see how you work, what's what's true for you. Right, You really want to consider the way that these planets are working because we do have access to all 12 signs in the chart. Everybody has all of these placements, but you want to know how your planets specifically are moving with those signs in order to really use them well. Now, another thing to pay attention to is your moon right? Especially if you sell something. If you are a business, you likely sell or produce something, right? So in the moon, you need, to, you need to have a strong communication, right? You need to have a strong person who's willing to field the customer service questions and give your business a feel to it. And this comes from the moon energy. And, you know, let me just pause by saying this too. Every business has a horoscope, which means every business has a natal chart, right? So get to know your business's natal chart and your own, and then you can start to see a little bit more about how you work together. Now, the other planets, Mercury is gonna tell you how you communicate. How does your business communicate? You know, if your business is a little bit more of a cancer communicator, then you need indirect communication to really get your message out there. You got Mercury and Aries in your chart. Your business is like, I'm here, here's what we do, buy it, right? It has a much different, feel to that kind of energy so you kind of want to get to know each of these different planets and how they they really work out for you now the big daddy of them all is going to be your Saturn energy because Saturn just governs business for us governs these big things with structures and Saturn is like in a business I kind of think of Saturn as like that CEO slash human resources department right you have these ideas of what's going to make this business great but then you also have these uh limitations where human resources is like yeah we can't actually do that you know (laughs) so it's kind of this more um serious energy but it's managed very well saturn will also tell you in your business the strength of where it is grounded What does your business really need to lean into to actually achieve its goals? You have an ambition with your business. You want to build something. You want to produce something. You want to get something back from that business. But if you're working against your Saturn energy instead of with it, um, the backbone of your business gets really hard to deal with. So you definitely want to pay attention to some key planets for sure. But that whole chart is is really very important to consider how you're moving.
0: Definitely. I have one of the posts that I talk about the business astrology. And I wrote the same thing you said about the CEO and how the planets affect us in business. And one of the things that I've been relating to is, let's talk about 2020, <laughs> Yeah.
1: Twenty <laughs> twenty.
0: Let's talk about twenty <laughs> twenty. And you know, when back in November when I was thinking of when I was gonna do the podcast and in December, you and I were um going over some things and you had told me, you know, you're going to need to put yourself out there. And I was putting my plan together and I mapped it out and I said, you know what, I'm gonna launch my podcast. And going to start my, you know, doing my YouTube on March 20th. Because we had all those planets that were aligned since January. And seeing you go with other astrologers and your eat and greet that you've been talking about it. I would just tell people, listen, I there's a lot of stuff happening in 2020. Yes. <laughs> all I can tell you, this is what I told people. All I can tell you. But tell me, because you look at them like, all I can tell you. It's going to be changes for everyone.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And man, have we not seen that? And it's interesting, right? Because to Just maybe a person who's not following the astrology, it looks like, what it looks like is, oh, we've had COVID. So obviously that changed everything. To astrologers who've been talking about this big change for, you know, over two decades and certainly over this last five years have been hammering down like 2020, y'all, 2020, everything's about to change. You know, COVID is not really the thing. It's a symptom. Of the changes that are happening here in 2020 for business. But what it looks like at this point going forward, we've got our biggest timekeeping planets all in the energy of Capricorn. One is actually in Aquarius, which will take us forward. But as they're sitting here, it is giving us a time in 2020 where we are literally standing in the restructuring of everything from our homes, our own personal ideas of success, and certainly our economy, our politics, our regulations, all of these matter. If you're going to be doing business, unless you're in an industry which is absolutely unregulated, which that's kind of rare anymore. You know what I mean? So as it creates these shifts in these, these strong structures that we've had for a very long time, it really behooves people to pick up an astrology chart and say, how am I going to make my way through this with this business? What's the newness? What are the new directions to go? You know, because it's been a little bit of a shock for some people. And certainly I know even, you know, BB, remember when we were first talking and you said, yes, I know I need to put myself out there. I'm going to practice this. And I'm like, no, no, no. I mean, like, really, like, really, you're going to get out there and you're like, oh, okay.
0: Okay. Now, like to your benefit, right? (laughs) You told me, you told me, BB, you need to do it. And I know how you are. You (laughs) see my chart. She's like, I know how you are. You want to be perfect and you want to master something, but you will never master it if you don't put yourself out there. And I'm going to be very candid because I'm very, I'm a very candid person. I am a new astrologer. So I want to like own this, but astrology goes with years as well, Mm -hmm. you know? So she says, listen, you, you have to be authentic. Like you're saying, you're a new astrologer. It's not that I've been doing it for 30 years
1: yeah yeah and it's that's the beautiful part i think right of some of the changes that are really coming is astrology is back in for some people in the mainstream anyways it's like back in you know it's like the second reformation that's coming again around for us so everything in art and stuff like that is coming back and what what we can do is just show up to that very honestly and say okay as a business owner i went through all of these traditional platforms i've done the traditional things in education but i think there's something more that can help my business be successful, right? And what person on this planet, you would call them crazy if there was a tool that could actually make them better and they weren't picking it up or make things easier or give them kind of a navigation tool, you know what I mean? So just being honest, just saying, look, I'm just starting in astrology. I know very little, but from that position alone in, in your business and how you've been expanding out, you've created changes that you simply maybe wouldn't have. You know, it w- would have taken you longer because I think you would have always created the changes. It just maybe would have taken longer. That's the real gift of astrology is speed, right? Our speed as which we can get the information. And I just want to put this out here too. I'm just getting this little, because I have a lot of intuition that runs through as well. And I want to um, tell your listeners, somebody is asking about this. So Pluto, which is our big um, deconstructing things, planets. It was at 23 degrees of Capricorn here in January of 2020. And that's a big deal because it meant it was beginning to um, shift a structure, really take it away. And this is more personal than it is global, I think, for whoever's asking this. Um, Now, what's going to happen is that Pluto is going to, in his retrograde, come all the way back to 23 degrees of Capricorn again in July. So whatever you were shown to ge- deconstruct and make changes to in January or whatever you felt like, oh, my gosh, I need to move this forward. Work on that, because as he comes back here in July, what he's doing is making sure that you did that. and He's going to take away something that felt like a foundation. And the idea is that hopefully you have built, began to build a new idea or a new foundation under that for July taking you forward into the next whole handful of years. So whomever was asking that, that's the
0: answer. That's great that you got that because we kind of put out there a little buzz so you guys could ask some questions. What about right now? We uh, I, We have our North Node in Gemini which is my rising sign. And then the South node is in Sagittarius. That's going to affect us in the next 18 years. I mean, 18 months, sorry, the next 18 months. So you're seeing, I've been seeing, you know, since I saw this, I'm seeing obviously people are looking to take up different classes, um, work on higher learning, um, taking technology to another level. Can you talk about that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So for those of you who don't know but are definitely interested, the nodes, all planets have nodes. When we talk about the nodes here specifically, we're talking about the nodes of the moon, the most southern and northern places um, on on the moon, and they're points. They're not actual planets or bodies or anything like that in astrology. They're just points, and they hold energy, and they hold purpose for us. So as these nodes have moved, we're shifting from – the North node being in Cancer and the South node being in Capricorn. So what we've been doing for the last 18 months really is we've been detaching from, Cap- from Capricorn things, the structures, the way they had to be. We've had to detach from ideas we've put on ourselves, the limits we've put on ourselves right about what I can and what I can't do, what makes me successful, um, what means I'm a good person, bad person. All of this, we've been detaching from that and this idea that it's work, 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 work all the time we've been detaching from that and what happens man we're growing towards that north node that's been in cancer which was like hey you got to come home you got to restructure home which is the physical home with the family get it together clean that up let's make that better let's develop here home like our insides right what brings you security what does your security depend on we've been asked all of those questions and space to evaluate them and make changes now as the nodes have moved on What's happened is, is they've now moved with the North node in Gemini and the South node in Sagittarius. So again, with the South node in Sagittarius, the South node we're detaching from. So we're detaching now, not just at a structural level out in the world and in our homes, but these are ideas. These are our actual ideas. Why do I believe what I believe? Right? Wait, maybe that, I don't think that's true anymore. Maybe I thought that was true when I was 20 or, or if you're in a different culture, Maybe that's what my parents believed, but I don't believe that that's a good idea anymore. Why do I believe what I believe? And I've got to move away from some of the ideas that are no longer serving me in my life, in my world, in my community, right? And we're moving towards that Gemini North Node that says, hold on, let's explore. I need new information. I need new education. I need some ideas. And they don't even have to be new ideas to the world, but maybe it's new information to you. You know what I mean? I need to teach, right? I don't always have to have something to say, but I do have things that I know and maybe I should teach that and give that away. And where that comes from is that resetting we had with that cancer and Capricorn axes working out where we had to reset home. What makes us a success is the thing that we already have to give. Now we just have to learn how to give it, right? So... Lots of new information coming out. Lots of mm-hmm. new students. Lots of new teachers emerging. Right? hmm It's incredible.
0: Another thing that I love that you did in the Eat and Greet, you talked about Venus. And there was another astrologer that I have also followed. I'm not going to start naming names because you're my sweet spot. And that's why I asked you to come on with me. But... You talked about the Venus retrograde that we've had, which doesn't retrograde all the time like Mercury.
1: Right, right, yeah. Venus has... Um... She goes about every two years, but in Mm -hmm. certain patterns that she makes and stuff like that, it becomes even more rare. And thank goodness she doesn't retrograde every year because I just don't know that we humans would survive it, honestly. (laughs) It is a big reevaluation of value, of relationships, of money, and what we do with money, what I believe about money. My self-worth is so Venus retrograde. Yes, Venus is retrograde right now in the energy of Gemini. Now, this is beautiful because Gemini is over... Um, how we communicate, networking, information, teaching, perception. There's a lot of social stuff, but it's definitely a sign that is about information. So with Venus in Gemini, in general, this is the space of the beautiful mind. And the most beautiful mind that any of us have comes directly from our lived experiences, right? So we think, oh, that's crazy. That's trauma. That's drama. Oh, I don't know. I learned that back. Back when I was 15. Who cares about that? You have a beautiful mind. You have access to information. So you'll be sharing that. And it builds in with this, um, these nodes in Gemini and Sagittarius. Now, the other part of that is that Venus retrograde, when we retrograde, we go back to, right? So many people, I don't even, I can't even tell you how many clients have been like, yeah, I was just standing in my kitchen. And I remembered, you know, when I was 10, my mom taught me to do whatever, I know how to do that. And it's valuable now and it's useful. So as Venus goes retrograde, we go back over information we have. We go back over perceptions we've had of situations. What's the value? Venus is about value. What's the value of my thought process on that? What's the value of the information I'm interacting with? Right. Am I am I listening to the news and it's making me crazy and I don't even know what's true and what isn't true and it's making me lose sleep or it's making me feel tense in this world? My teachers, who am I letting teach and influence the way I think, what I share and what I believe in the world? Right. Like, who are these people? Do, do they have any training or is this Joe Schmoe who started a podcast and they don't actually know anything they're talking about, but something about you is interested in them? Do they really have something to offer you, right? This is a big time of reevaluating the value of our information for our beautiful minds. Now, I'll just say this too, and like get off of the Venus van, because I could just be here forever. This idea that old situations in our life, even if they're just things in our head, like that, well, you know, whatever, I left that situation that way, and it just is what it is. Maybe it's not. During Venus retrograde, you are given a space for freedom. Maybe you couldn't see the situation or yourself or the person or the information from any different perspective than the one that you had at the time. And now you're gifted a new pair of glasses to see it
0: differently and be free. How great is that? That's why I love astrology. Because you're given opportunities in certain parts of your life to go back and revise and even like with venus i mean you're ruled by venus because you're taurus and so am i and it's interesting enough the people that i follow intuitively are tauruses i don't know why that's yeah. that's so funny um but yes it's definitely it gives us the opportunity to really be our best version and really go after what we really want and say oh that makes sense no wonder why i'm reacting like that like the moon, the moon cycles every 30 days, correct? Yes.
1: Yep. Every month we have a whole experience, a whole <laughs> set of moods, right? So it's not right. just women. That's the thing. It's not just women. Women, men have moon signs. Too. So, you know, you, you watch your boyfriend, you watch your boyfriend, like really get some eyes on that guy for 30 days and you'll be like, Oh my God. Oh my God. For like three days. He was such a weirdo. Like, you know, for three days he's looking around all suspicious at the grocery store right yeah. <laughs> right and even us even you you know like it's so funny the moon I love it um because Rick Levine talked about this as well you know depending yes. on what all of the moon is at you just look around and you're like oh my god why do I have this job why am I married? I hate it all it's stupid and by noon you're like I'm so in love with my life just I'm so grateful so
0: grateful right <laughs> Exactly. And some people say, well, I think I'm bipolar. No, it's it's the energies <laughs> that affect us. Right. And Literally,
1: you're a Luna tick for a minute. Right. You're following the Luna moods up and down and that can make anybody feel like a crazy person.
0: <laughs> That's correct. So I tell people, you know, we have moon calendars you can look and see. And there's different. Th- I'm, I just want to give that information as a new astrologer out there. I've been following astrology for um pretty much all my life because my mom introduced me to it and I was just passionate with it. I followed a famous Latin astrologer. His name is Walter Mercado from Puerto Rico that he had his show and that's how I got into astrology myself and then like you were saying, but... You know, when it comes to like Venus, when it comes to the moon, the sun, Mercury, Mercury is a famous one. You know, everybody says, blame it on Mercury,
1: (laughs) Mercury. He's just got such a bad rap, man.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But everybody tells me, oh, my God, Mercury retrograde. I'm like, no, it could actually work for you. Like you teach that as well. Mercury can work for you if you know how to work it. If you know how to work each planet's energy, you can really make it work for you. Sometimes it's going to put us in a spot where we have to show up for ourselves, right? Uh, Maybe not in the most comfortable ways. Mm -hmm. Like I'm being pushed as as an individual to go to my next phase in my career, in my life, right? This podcast was something I wanted to do over a year ago. Yeah. And I remember having the conversation with you say, you need to put yourself out there.
1: I, I know. And it's just so cute. Right. Because we like we come to this thing and we, like, we feel like. We know, right. Like we know. I know. I know. And then somebody outside of you is like, mm, no, I hear you saying I know, <laughs> but I just like your feet to be moving. So let's just build whatever it is, you know, and it's it's the other part of the brilliance of astrology, I think, is that you stop looking just at you, and you allow someone else to see you, and that is a much more—it's a better seating view of your life because a person outside of you can see a bigger picture.
0: Because we all need a coach. I yeah. totally believe in that. Totally believe in that.
1: Oh, I thousand and ten percent believe in that. I don't, and I, and the other part of that for me is that. I think that we're allowed to be successful and shine all of our individual gifts out, have the desires that we want. But just because we do that doesn't mean that we are everything in all areas of our lives. Right. And, and the coach, somebody you can lean into and mentor and kind of go to says, Hey, why don't you take your hands off of that thing? Or, you know, because sometimes we don't know, or we're new specifically. And we say, Oh, well, I don't have money to, to do that yet. There are ways to get a coach there are ways to get business help right and some of this honestly we can find in your chart what's your nature who do you attract what are you about
0: these can help you pick which person to work
1: with and find financial help in there as well it's absolutely
0: incredible yeah I mean one of the things I noticed on my chart was that I'm going to be learning from other people as well to incorporate whatever I'm doing and I've been open to that because I'm usually the teacher yeah and now I have to be like the student and learn and redirect and kind of go in different paths in my life where I'm happier and doing what I love, right So mm-hmm. yes, you know I have I've always had this occult and I never would really share it in our business. but when I wrote the book, I said, you know what intuitively, I wanted to put in a chapter of astrology. this is a year and a half ago. And in one of my chapters, uh, Stormy, I write about virtual tours, mm-hmm. property virtual yep. tours. And I was emphasizing the last three years, people, please, you need to go virtual. You need to, you know, be at kind of leverage your business where you're leveraging enough technology. And my moon is in Uranus, is, is Uranian, my moon. So, you know, I do things very, very eclectic. I'm very eclectic as a personality. And, you know, I tell people your birth chart is such a gift. And I'm always looking at certain things. I had to go back when you did your video on Venus, when it oh, retrograded yeah. for me. So I went back on my Facebook, like stories, because it serves like our journal. And I was like, oh, my. <laughs> I'm sitting again. That is I'm crazy. crazy. <laughs> it's this was 2012. Because you t- you're you saying, you know, go back. And I went back to that app that you can look at. <gasps> I was like, oh, that is what I'm visiting. And I looked at my chart. So I think that astrology and business go hand in hand. Um, You know, there's, and I talk about it in my chapter. A lot of people, if you go to Keller Williams, Keller Williams does a disc assessment on personality. If you're going to work with them, what you're good at, what you're not. And then there's Colby, which is cognitive of how your brain kind of does things. There's people that use Myers-Briggs. I use your birth chart. Hmm. I use astrology.
1: It's a sufficient indicator, and I don't. I don't have anything bad to say about any of the other ones either. But not everybody's called to all of them. You know, it's. I think whatever the business is, you got to pick up the tools that you can be successful with. Right? Like, where can you hear? Where can you speak? Where does the whisper of how to be successful come for you? And we're in a time where trusting your intuition on those things is perfectly reasonable. And then you find the teacher to help you see how to fully access that thing.
0: Yeah, 100%. So before we let you go, because I know that you're busy, and you've done this amazing podcast today, can you quickly one through 12, really quick, give like a little spurt of each house, what it represents what they should be looking at in their chart one through 12?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So, first, you get your chart, you've got that thing all laid out, and it's good to go, and you'll see that in it, there are houses one through 12, you'll see a number that is labeled there one through 12, somewhere on there, it goes counterclockwise. And that is the housing wheel. And the housing wheel has to do with the different departments of life that things are happening, right? It tells us, where do you have your happenings happening, essentially. So when you look at that, this is where we start to get a lot more specific. It's like, yes, you have your son that's in Leo. Well, that's great. You want to be known, but where do you want to be known? So this is why we would bring in the um, departments of the houses, okay? So let me let me run those down to you. And, Bibi, you have studied plenty, so feel free to jump in here as well. I so am. Let's, let's start with one. The first house. The first house, this is the house of the self, Right, We've got the self going on, my self-identity. I see a fair amount of my body happening here, external things in my environment. I can see these a little bit more. But this is me, how I identify myself, how I want other people to see me, my own um, identity that I have for myself. Right. That all happens right there in, in the first house. And if you think about the course of human development, really, you can see that this is where we start. The first person you really know is you, right? Like, yeah, you're there with mom, but really who you're getting to know is you, right?
0: Correct. And it's also ruled by Aries.
1: It is. In, in, tra- in a traditional chart, that's the thing we have to remember, is that in a traditional chart, it's going to be ruled by Aries. And by traditional, it just means that you have a natural house that starts with Aries and ends with Pisces. Because if not, it might be flipped around right? But it will always have that kind of mars esque feel to it because the first house is is also the house of beginnings. When As an astrologer, if something new is coming into your life, I'm going to look to see what's happening around the first house because this is a a beginning. How do you initiate things? So look at your first house if you're like, oh, I know I really need to get this project done, but I'm just having a hard time getting started. Look at your first house. Use the qualities of the sign that lives in your first house to get those things done. Because if you have Aries in that first house, you're fits and starts. You can do something really fast and then you need to put it down, right? You've got Taurus in there. God help you. Like you just, you're going to have to change directions. Something is going to have to motivate you to change directions. So even by knowing what's happening in the first house and the sign lives there, you can give yourself some grace in how you work, right? Not everybody just starts a project. So check that out for yourself, right? right.
0: Okay, and, th- and then we have house number two.
1: Yes, second house. This is the house of of what you value, and this is not like your oh I value spirituality. This is what you value, like your money, <laughs> your possessions, your self worth, right? How you um how you go out in the world and make money. This is the house of how you make money. The things that you own, right? That's what we're going to see in, in the second house here. So if you're like, well, I don't even really know fully what my creative skills are or what talents I have. Look at some energies from your second house because this is going to give you some details on how you gain your money. It also tells us a fair amount about how you spend it, right? What's your budgeting style like? This happens here as well, but there's a lot of value and worth that comes from the, so- the second house. Okay, third house. This is the house of communication. We've got communication, which includes messages, phone calls, do you gossip? All of that lives down here in this third house. But it's also like immediate environment of learning, right? Because it's an intellectual house, but we call the third house, the house of our lower mind. So this is the mind that develops when you're younger, your thinking patterns, your early education, how you perceive things, right? And this is a very kind of small view. We get into a bigger view once we get at the ninth house. Um, But the third house also is all forms of short distance travel, your interactions with your siblings or your neighbors, that lives here because we're gonna do some minor communication in that particular area. Now, the other thing I always like to point out in the third house is if you are, if you like to write, if you like to journal, depending on who lives in your third house, this could actually be a profitable skill for you. Or it could just be a skill that it's like, oh my gosh, you got Virgo down in the third house. Maybe you just need to write. You got Gemini down in the third house. Do you need to sell things like houses? You know, these are things we're going to look at to see where you maybe have a strength for that. Okay, the fourth house. This is the house of home, family, property, real estate, your childhood your roots, your personal foundations, things that are a part of your upbringing, right? This is the very bottom of the chart. And so we call it the bottom of the sky. And this is important because it grounds you down. It is the root of ourselves and really gives an idea of where we came from. So any planets that you have here are going to have a profound effect on your life, your childhood, but your emotions, your subconscious, the home life that you have currently, there's a big influence that comes down from here. Can you work from home? This is a good placement to check that out, right? Mm -hmm. Especially in a digital time. How good are you at working from home? Uh, Maybe you're in a business or you're trying to sell and you're forced to be at home, but you're not really strong here. So how do you work with the qualities of that sign to become stronger here? Or man, are you just down here with cancer and you're like, yes, I could work from home all day. Like I don't even wear pants. You know what I mean? So (laughs) you could be very good at it. So it just depends. All right. Okay. The fifth house. This is the joy house. We have joy we have pleasure, we make love from this house, we take risks. There is passion that lives in this house. It is also the house of conception. And that is the conception of children, or the conception of something new, a new idea, a new business. What is your hobby? What is your baby? What is your true love? Right? That is, um, you just you desire it. It's beautiful in this house. Now in the fifth house as well, We see the beginning of romance here. Now, this is the kind of romance we're talking about, though, where it's like, oh, I see you. You see me. It's so nice. I desire you. We're dating. We're maybe having sex. Whatever the situation looks like, we're doing it here. We haven't necessarily decided to communicate. We're still in the throes of passion and it's beginning here. Once we get up to the seventh house, I'll decide if you can, you can stay at my house, you know, but right now you can visit in the fifth house. If you're looking at it from a romantic perspective, which business is romantic, right? If you're not dating your business, maybe really think about that. There's no better way to get to know your business than to date it a little bit, right? the 6th house how do you do daily life the daily grind daily mundane things if you own your business and you have people who work for you your employees are gonna be under here. If you're a freelancer, you do contract work, we'll find that in the sixth house as well. Now the sixth house is also about health and diet and your health um, regimes that you have on your routines, any of those kinds of things, we're gonna find those here in the sixth house. But the sixth house too that we sometimes um, forget is that this is also a house of service. So if you look at your sixth house, you can kind of get an idea of what is it that you really want to deliver. I always tell people, if you're trying to form your mission statement, go talk to who lives in your sixth house, right? Do you have Pisces in the sixth house and you just really want to lend a compassionate hand to people looking to buy a home, right? Are you looking, do you have Aries who lives in your sixth house and how you want to be of service to people is to get it done and get it done quickly. Right. So where who lives in your sixth house? Because they're looking to help you in your daily routine, but also to be of service to other people. OK. So the seventh house, this is where we have conscious chosen one on one relationships. I'm ready to be in some kind of marriage with you, whether that's a business partnership, an actual marriage, whatever it is. I'm willing to either put something together with you that is pretty serious or or pull something apart, because we see as many marriages um, and contracts come together as we see lawsuits and divorces, right? Either one of these could be in the seventh house. But in the seventh house, I have chosen to commit with you. I am conscious of this. I believe that we're going to achieve something together, and it's at a much more serious level. So you can also look at your seventh house to see, you know, who might be good energies for you too have commitments with on your seventh house. Look at the sign that lives in your seventh house and what kind of relationships are you attracting to yourself? Any of those things we're going to find up there. And if things go sideways, how, how are you going to handle that? Look at the energies from your seventh house, right? If you, if there is conflict, what can you do to resolve that? Or what can you do if, if things do need to break apart? How might you handle that? Okay. The eighth house is a joint Resource house. So, whether it be joint finances that you share with someone or a business or an entity, think um, taxes, inheritance, financial aid, any of those things. You know, if we're talking about realty, um, maybe this is, you know, the loan officer. So, we have joint connections that are happening here, shared possessions. So the eighth house becomes where we look at where we are intimately connected to another resource that if that particular resource changed or moved or went a different direction or fell out, we would be impacted. But it's how we connect with them, right? So other things that we see in the eighth house, just to dig into the intimacy of that is, yes, you share money with your spouse or your business partner, but sex is up here death how quickly I let go of things and let them um, transform into something else right all of these things are happening there's a depth to the eighth house that that tells us a lot about the way we feel empowered when we do business when we connect with other people when we share resources and how we transform right there's a lot happening here in this eighth house now, the ninth house is where we get philosophical. We publish, we market, we broadcast. This is that space of the higher mind. In the third house, we have the smaller mind. But in the ninth house, we have the bigger mind. We've got philosophy, bigger truths up here, higher education, maybe even information that bridges the gap between cultures. So our biggest thoughts, our biggest dreams, our biggest ideas, even rituals and religious practices we have. This knowledge comes through from the ninth house. Now the ninth house will also tell me, um, you know, I said publishing, marketing, broadcasting, but really the idea of the ninth house is travel, big travel. How do you travel the world? Are you meant to be the kind of business owner who actually has properties in Uruguay as well? And you travel between these countries and sell real estate or do whatever you do in business? Or are you one that's just online? Right. So, yes, you can you can expand yourself. You can travel your message. You can travel who you are just by getting on the Internet. Are you a multilingual person? Is this to your benefit? Right. Because sometimes being multilingual is just cool. Are you in an industry that that is actually beneficial to you? Or if you're not in an industry where you're actually using that, how can we do that? So we're going to look to the ninth house to see where we can do this, this expansion and also your international customers as well. Now, the 10th house is the tip top of the chart. So this is our house of status, prestige, my career, my reputation, what I do in public, who and what I am known for. Right. There's a lot of social foundation that comes from this particular placement. Um, But in a very public aspect, the 10th house is the career that we are going to take on. And this is a long term career. It's not like odd jobs. Right. It's not these little tasks that we may do for three weeks and then we move on. We see that in the sixth house. But this is going to be a house that has a huge influence on your career, on your public reputation, how we see you and how we know you. Out, out in the world, right? We'd love to meet your reputation in a good way, way before we see your face. So a lot of that's happening here. Also, so something I use in my practice now too is the 10th house can also be about, you know, how we know you um, in the public life, which is, you know, were you married and now you're single? Were you single and now you're a parent, right? This will change your status and how we know you um, in the real world. The 11th house is the house of socials, social things. It represents communities, social groupings, clubs. Um, but it's also your hopes and dreams in the long term and your goals. It's a very humanitarian house. This is the house in the 11th space where you're going to do something individually that adds to the whole, right? But the 11th house is also a place at a social level that, has, that governs us socially with technology, We do all sorts of technological things in the 11th house, in the ninth house, because it allows us the freedom to be individual, but add to the whole by doing a Zoom meeting or listening to a podcast or, you know what I mean? We do the thing individually and then we get it to the whole for sure. So in the 11th house, look at your 11th house. Who lives over there? If you've got Gemini in the 11th house, oh, you're going to leave that Facebook post that is like 30 paragraphs long. Okay. If you are Virgo, we're going to have the most heartfelt, deep, like, oh my gosh, of service to humanity level interactions with you in a social way. So see, how do you social? What's your best way? You got Pisces in the 11th house. You may not like a lot of social contact. That might not be your thing. That might feel like it's too much to take on. So take a look over there and see who lives there. And our 12th house. This is the house of things that lie beneath the surface or they are in the unseen. The 12th house has a lot to do with our subconscious, unconscious, things that are hidden. Um, And sometimes things are hidden on purpose. Sometimes things are hidden and we didn't know that they were hidden. Right, um, the twelfth house. We we have things that are real, but we can't see them until they manifest in a different way. Mental illness, karmic debt, the um, the actions and attitudes and behaviors that we have that are self sabotaging or defeating. Those live in our twelfth house, right? And and once they move to this physical level, it takes on. Places of solitary or places of solitude or special populations, prisons, hospitals. Um, Maybe you have you work with children that are autistic, whatever it is. We have all of these things that live there. But then what happens is whoever lives in your 12th house, they're going to show up here ready to do some self-sacrificing, ready to be creative, ready to bring some fantasy, ready to bring some compassion and unconditional love to the table. So your 12th house is going to tell you a lot about how you forgive. How quickly do you forgive? What's your unconditional love status, right? Man, that client was supposed to buy that house and they burned you. Are you done with them for life, right? How, how quickly you're going to forgive these people, right? All of these kinds of things live in the in-between world um, of the 12th house. So there we have it, 12 domains of things happening in any, in any, any given chart.
0: Amazing. I love the way that you're so passionate and the way you explain things. On top of that, you're funny. <laughs> i sure people
1: tell you I that. Finally, I can mean, Life is funny. You know, I mean, sometimes it's very serious and it's very heavy, but I'm like, oh, human beings. We're kind of a riot. Yeah, so
0: I really appreciate you taking this time and giving your amazing intuitive self to this podcast. And as I said, so- I tell people, Go get your birth chart. Um, Stormy can help you. I'm doing readings as well. And uh, she is my mentor. So I am learning from the best. And thank you for being on here today.
1: Oh, my gosh. Thank you so, so much for having me. And if you ever need anything else, you just let me know and I'll be happy to step in. Thank you, Stormy. Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: So I'll be reading chapter 13, astrology and business. And in this chapter, since I do have graphics and glyphs and symbols, charts, it's going to be, I'm going to be reading experts from the chapter that are readable and then explaining to you certain charts and you are more than welcome to go ahead and request a free copy of my book. And actually, you are also welcome to request a birth chart reading. And all these links are in my Instagram handle. So I invite you to go ahead and check that out so you can read along. And if you're really interested in getting more information and visually seeing these cues, you're more than welcome to do that. And if you're interested and curiosity is know, curiosity killed the cat, and you want to have your birth chart done, then go ahead and request it, or just go online and go to um, different um, free websites where you can get your birth chart reading, and there's a bunch of them pop up. But if you like me to do a reading for you, then go ahead and go in my instant Instagram handler, and you can request it there. You could also go to my Facebook page, and I have posts there that have a link to book birth chart reading all right so i'm going to go ahead and start beginning to read chapter 13 astrology and business in business there are various personality assessments used to determine someone's personality traits myers-briggs colby and disc are used in relationship to counseling clinical psychology forensics school psychology career counseling and employment testing in this chapter. We will have fun using astrology in business for profiling relationships and personalities. Astrology is a tool that has been used for centuries to u- to understand planets and energies. It can be a useful tool to get an energetic connection or perspective of personality traits in people. Everyone has their own identity. However, there are planetary influences that are inevitable in relation to how we can feel and react. I invite you to experiment and just have fun with this in this chapter. Astrology is another tool to use to increase your experience with buyers and sellers. We all have 12 houses of the zodiac in our charts. Feel free to have fun and find out your personal natal chart. You can get this completed online and you will will need date of birth, place, country, and time. How does astrology relate to business and sales? Planets influence people's energies. The transit of planets affects when it's most auspicious to sign a contract, move out, get a loan, begin relationships, start a business, and make important life-changing decisions. Astrology has been used for centuries to help make decisions. Presidents such as Ronald Reagan and companies such as JP Morgan Walt Disney and many more have used science, have used science to sign deals. Understanding the planetary influence cycles and characteristics are helpful in the sales process. Many millennials and Generation X are attached to using astrology. Many millennials and Generation X are attracted to using astrology. I will discuss the basic elements, symbols, dates, and traits of planetary rulers of the 12 zodiac signs. So let's begin. We have on the page, we actually have like a graph and I'm gonna read as best as I can so you can visualize, but again, get the actual book. You can get that from my Instagram handler. You can request it and you can also request a reading of your birth chart. I have a link there if you're interested in that. Okay. So here we say we have the 12 signs of the zodiac, their symbols, date, trait, and planetary rulers. All right. So I'm going to start with the first sign of the zodiac, Aries, which is a symbol of like it looks like two little horns, like goat type of horn. And the dates are March 20th through April 18th. And their traits are energy, initiative, and their ruler is Mars. For the sign for Taurus, we have the symbol of the horns, and their dates are April 19th through May 20th. And their traits are reliability and persistence, and their ruler is Venus. For the sign of Gemini, for the symbol, we have uh, kind of like two, like the number two as a symbol, Roman symbol, and the dates are May 21st through June 20th. And the traits are versatility and curiosity, and the ruler is Mercury. For the sign of Cancer, their symbol will be about the number six one way, and then the other way forming a circle of continuance. And the dates are June 21st through July 22nd. And the traits are intuition and sympathy, ruler being the moon. For the sign of Leo, we have the symbol of kind of like, I would say, a horseshoe backwards and has a little circle to it. And the dates are July 23rd through August 22nd. And their traits would be confidence and self-expression. And the ruler is the sun. For the sign of Virgo, we have... A symbol looking like an M with a little curve. And the dates are August 23rd to September 22nd. And their traits are analysis and perfectionism. And the ruler is Mercury. For the sign of Libra, we have a symbol that looks kind of like a scale. And the dates are September 23rd to August 22nd. And their traits are balance and harmony. And their ruler is Venus. For the sign of Scorpio, we have an M. And at the end of an M, like a little arrow. And the dates are October 23rd through November 21st. And their traits are passion and intensity. And their ruler is Pluto in the modern world. in the old version would be Mars. For the sign of Sagittarius, we have an arrow that is tilted. And the dates are November 22nd to December 21st. And the traits are Adventure and Independence. And their ruler is Jupiter. For the sign of Capricorn, we have a number 7 with a loop. And that is the date of December 22nd to January 19th. And their traits are Ambition and Organization and their ruler is Saturn. For the sign of Aquarius, we have two lines that look like water, and the dates are January 20th to February 18th, and their traits are originality and vision, and their ruler is Uranus for the modern world and for the old world, Saturn. For the sign of Pisces, we have the symbol of, actually it's like an H, but it has like a curve to it. And the dates are February 19th through March 19th, and their traits are sensitivity and faith. And the ruler is Neptune in modern world and in old Jupiter. So now we're going to go to the next page of the book and we have an outline of the planetary symbols and influences. And these are those little things that you're going to see on your birth chart that you're saying, oh my God, what are all these little things mean? And they're actually the symbols and the glyphs to the planets, right? So I'm kind of going to go through what each planet and their symbol is and what their area of influence is. So We have the planet of the sun, which is a symbol of a circle with a dot inside. And basically the area of influence in your life would be the self, the main concerns, and the vitality. And for the moon, we have the moon, which is the uh, crescent moon. And the crescent moon has its little curve inside facing over to the left, just for you to know, which you can look at my book, Um, I actually have The crescent moon in forms of dollar bills. So there's a little tip for you there. And that the area of influence is emotions and instincts and habits, right? Mercury has a symbol too. And that has a little circle, like a little picture person, like a picture person, and it has a circle with little horns, and then it has. A line, and you can see it in the book. And it's really about the area of influence, communication, intellect, and reason. Then we have Venus, how Venus affects your chart, right? And that is a circle with a, a line and then like a little minus sign between the line, which is represents how you love beauty and art. And then you have Mars, which is a symbol of the circle. And then an arrow facing up towards the right. And that is how you take action, desire, and aggression, right? Then we have Jupiter. And Jupiter is like the number four with a little like fashionable number four, which means the area of influence is expansion, optimism, and abundance. And you have Saturn, which is kind of like a short H with a cross at the top where the little stick is, right? Which is restriction, pessimism, and structure, right? Then we have Uranus, which is what we would find, like an H, and then in the middle, like a line with a circle in the bottom. And that is a sign, area influence of rebellion, eccentricity, and upheaval. And we have Neptune that looks like the fork of Zeus. So you can relate to that. And it's the area of influence of imagination, dreams and delusions. And then we have Pluto, which is kind of like, I would say a P backwards, which is the area of influence of transformation, obsession and power. And then we have these little symbols, which is the North Node, which is your potential. And then we have the South Node, which is your karmic past. And then we have the symbol of Chiron, which is like a K with a circle on the bottom, which is the point of healing in your chart. So astrology holds that the sun, the moon and the planets represent different facets of who you are and express your energies through the signs that they occupy in your birth chart. This table shows you the astrological symbol for each of those celestial bodies plus the nodes of the moon. Then we go to the next page where there is a chart, like a circle, and uh, Stormy went ahead and went through each chart, what sections and what they mean. And I love that she actually took the time and broke it down, which she, I love because she also has like this humor about her, right, when she communicates. And she broke it down so well but i put this chart in my book that you can see and you know the house one is self-appearances beginnings the body like how your body structure is like right it basically looking at someone's chart you can see how their body structure is like their first impressions their attitude identity and their approach to life and then house number two is going to represent money, work, income, daily routines, values, material, possessions, priorities, habits, your job and work ethics. And house number three is going to break down the mind, the thinking, the communication, siblings, social activity, interests, neighbors, early education. House number four, home, roots, family, self-care, emotions, foundations, mother, children, women, femininity house number five romance love affairs play creativity fertility childlike spirit joy self-expression drama then house number six health fitness systems analytical nature pets work habits organization sense of usefulness and service given house number seven relationships marriage contracts business partners equality sharing interpersonal style. House number eight, merging, sex, intimacy, shared finances, inheritances, taxes, loans, assets, property, joint ventures, goals, mystery, partners, resources. House number nine, travel, wisdom, philosophy, higher education, law, and religion, cross-cultural relations, learning, and ethics. House number 10, career, long-term goals, structure, status, reputation, public image, masculinity, men, fathers, expert fame. House number 11. Groups, friends, social awareness, humanitarianism, technology, hopes, and wishes, the future. House number 12. Endings, healing, closure, spirituality, solitude, karma, old age, afterlife, what's hidden, limiting beliefs, subconscious. So there you have it. Those are the 12 houses. Plus we had a really true insight with Stormy before reading the chapter. And what we're putting together is getting you ready for when you have your birth chart reading, or even take a look at your birth chart reading. Because all these elements start playing a picture in these charts, right? All these planets start following in and also the sign when you were born. So now you're kind of getting more in depth of what astrology is for you so that you can kind of relate it to your business and then relate it to others, right? Then on the next page, we have the 12 astrological houses, right? Which we actually went through and what they're ruled by. Now, as Stormy was saying and we were talking about, they're normally ruled by a certain sign, okay? So the first house, which was I was talking about, and then as she was going, we were talking back and forth in the conversation, she was saying that we also have, when we're born, each sign shifts because there is an actual picture, right? Uh, We're all unique to when we're born and the signs are always moving, the planets so the first house is originally ruled by Aries, right which is appearance and outward personality your second house is really ruled the second house in general is ruled by taurus which taurus rules money possessions and values yet the third house is ruled by gemini which is the communication immediate environment brothers and sisters fourth house ruled by cancer which would be your home, parents, roots, circumstances, at the end of life. Fifth house is ruled by Leo, romance, children, creativity, and fun. Sixth house is ruled by Virgo, which is work, health, and service. Seventh house is ruled by Libra, which is marriage and other partnerships. Eighth house is ruled by Scorpio, sex, death, regeneration, Other people's money. Ninth house is ruled by Sagittarius, higher education, travel, religion, philosophy, publishing, and law. Tenth house is ruled by Capricorn, which is career, status, and reputation. Your eleventh house is ruled by Aquarius, friends, groups, goals, and aspirations. And the twelfth house, seclusion, secrets, spirituality, sabotage self-sabotage, and institutions ruled by Pisces, okay? Now remember, these planets are all ruled. Remember, we talked about they're all ruled by a planet. So each sign is ruled by a planet, and each planet has a certain energy, right? So let's talk about some fun stuff here, which I write in my book, and I'll go ahead and read that to you. That's the sales and zodiacs. So we have Aries. When you're selling to an Aries, this is a perspective. It's a generalization. So it's for fun, guys. So If you're going to comment certain things, just have fun with it. Be open-minded. As I said, everybody's unique their own way. But in a general format, I kind of had a little fun with this because I wrote in my book, General meetings of how you can kind of, if someone tells you they're an Arius, how to possibly look at things, okay? So, an Arius, never tell a ram they can't because they will find a way and make it happen. Aries works hard, plays hard, and spends hard. They love to hunt things down and can be extremely good at getting great bargains, always looking to negotiate. Aries are savers but they can also spend money if they feel it's worth it. Cardinal signs can slack off, but get right back to it. Taurus, the loyal, dedicated sign of the bull, is a natural hard worker and excellent earner, gifted in investing in real estate, and loves to look for a great return on their money. They are great in finance and rule making money, Decision on purchasing will vary depending on the value presented. Attracted to the finer things in life, but they need to tighten their budget, they will. Security and stability are a must for a fixed sign. Gemini. adapts to change well and can be impulsive if the mood is right. The twin signs are big spenders and they are not frugal. Saving money can be an issue unless you happen to be in a practical mood. Clever and dynamic. They tend to have plenty of lucrative schemes up their sleeves. They do well with making financial investments. A mutable sign that knows how to go with the flow has two sides. Can say one thing but do another. Cancer. The sign of the crab is all about establishing financial security and providing for the family Hardworking and very emotional investments are looked at and made well are moody but when money is spent the they enjoy the process attracted to investing in real estate since a good solid home is truly where their heart is a good rule of thumb is they trust their instincts when it comes to investments and other financial opportunities. Avoids risky investments. Leo, the sign of the lion, has an interesting relationship with money. They have a taste for luxury and enjoy treating themselves to whatever catches their eye, which often means top dollar or designer items. They appreciate value and commitment and are demanding, requesting attention to detail. Saving money can be an issue for them. Since they have champagne taste, on the other hand, their natural dedication and staying power push them to work hard at their career virgo Virgo is naturally practical, cautious, and hard working and analyzes all finances on purchases, except the virgo to sleep on expect the virgo to sleep on it once they make their mind up there's no going back as for investments, they don't jump into any opportunity without first doing careful research. They're attracted to sound, conservative strategies that promise to pay off over the long term. Not afraid to take the occasional calculated risk, however, knowing them, they'll make an excellent choice based on extensive and detailed research. Libra loves quality, luxuries, big spenders. They can be indecisive, however, so encourage them not to let solid investment opportunities pass them by as they struggle to make up their mind about whether to proceed. On that note, as far as investments go, they like pushing quality items. They work well in partnerships, so consider directing them to a trustworthy financial advisor who can steer them toward lucrative opportunities. Scorpio as for investments, their instincts tend to lead them toward aggressive strategies. Money gives them a sense of control. No one can push or persuade to spend more to spend more money than they want to. They do not like to waste money, but they find a good value. But if they find a good value, they don't mind sacrificing their money if they get what they want. They prefer to spend their money for personal gains Sagittarius ruled by Jupiter the planet of luck they can be quite lucky with money make lots of money and go for an investment when there's an opportunity Sagittarius can be impulsive in making money decisions they're big spenders and have no problem sharing their wealth with people and charities optimistic and adventurous are their personalities Capricorn Capricorns are cautious when it comes to money ruled by Saturn. They prefer to save their money today for something better tomorrow. They will make an investment on the best. They are hard workers and must be shown how they can benefit from a purchase. When it comes to investments, they are attracted to conservative strategies that promise long-term rewards. Aquarius, they are dedicated hard workers when involved in meaningful work that they enjoy. Aquarians aren't as money-hungry as some other zodiacs. They have a way of finding their way to mounds of money. If they have the cash, they prefer to spend it on the best things money can buy. Pursuing their worthwhile and lofty causes is more important to them than how much money they can make. Pisces. While they do have a handle on spending their money, they spend unnecessary investments. They save their money for a rainy day and tend to be very cautious to purchase. Making money is not at the top of the list. Having a dream home for their family is a great motivation to save money for Pisces. Pisces will always have enough money. So let's talk about how planets affect you. So the sun... Uh, rules basically affects your basic personality and changes signs every month. So we were saying in the podcast, it changes every cycle, every 30 days, right? There's a cycle, which we talked about that. Then we have the moon and the moon's going to represent your moods and emotions. That's every two to three days, right? Mercury, your mind and communication, that's every three to four weeks, it changes, Venus, love and attraction every four to five weeks. Mars, drive and energy every six to seven weeks. Jupiter, luck, growth and wisdom every 12 to 13 months. Saturn, discipline, fears and challenges every two to three years. Uranus, change and originality every seven years. Neptune, dreams and healing every 10 to 12 years. And then Pluto, power and transformation every 12 to 15 years, which can vary. And we have our next page, which is going to break down each zodiac sign and their actual keywords that I've listed out. So we have The sun in Leo, which is July 23rd, August 22nd. Center of the solar system provides energy and life. It's the powerhouse and represents our ego. The sun is, you can describe the reasoning behind your actions. So keywords would be your ego, basic personality, consciousness, vitality, your stamina, right? or your sun. The moon in Cancer, 20, June 21st to July 22nd, represents our deepest feelings, needs, our instinctual reactions. It's associated with night and darkness and also our subconscious, which is all that is not seen but drives our actions. And the key word here would be unconscious, emotions, their instincts, our habits, our mood, and our creativity. Mercury, which is Virgo, ruled by Virgo, August 23rd, September 22nd, and also ruled by the sign of Gemini, May 21st, June 20th. Mercury, Mercury rules communications, our ideas, how we relate with others and communicate. It rules how you organize, analyze, and make sense of your surroundings. And your keywords are mind, communication, intellect, reason, and language, intelligence. Then we have the planet Venus, which is ruled by Taurus, which is April 20th through May 20th and Libra, September 23rd, October 23rd, I mean 22nd, sorry. Venus is a planet that rules harmony, sensuality and love, the pleasures of the world, art, food and all the things by senses. It rules relationships, love and money. Keywords here are attraction and love relationships, money, beauty, and harmony. Mars is ruled by Aries, March 21st through April 19th. Mars is a planet of action, desires, and energy. It represents the survival instinct of humanity. It's known for its energy to be a warrior. Key words would be aggression and passion, action, desire, competition, and courage. Jupiter, which is ruled by Saturn, I mean, Sagittarius, sorry. Jupiter is by the sign of Sagittarius, November 22nd through December 22nd. And Jupiter is a planet of luck, abundance, and prosperity. It's associated with expansion and influence and spiritual growth. Keywords luck, abundance, prosperity, optimism, understanding, expansion. Saturn the planet Saturn is ruled by Capricorn December 22nd through January 19th. Saturn is a planet connected to limitations and restrictions rules commitment responsibility learning and boundaries keyword structure and discipline law restriction responsibility learning and obligations Uranus. Ruled as uh, a planet that's ruled by the sign of Aquarius, January 20th to February 18th. Uranus is the planet of evolution and transformation. It forces unpredictable changes and pushes us to grow, governs deep changes, rules science and inter- inventions, and stretches our mind to see beyond the ordinary. Keywords, eccentricity, unpredictable changes, rebellion, and reformation. Neptune. Planet of Neptune, ruled by the planet, uh, the sign of Pisces, February 19th through March 20th. Neptune rules intuition, dreams, and perception of the mystical. It's, pla- it's the planet that gives freedom to the demands of the ego and governs knowing the things that you wish to remain unspoken. Keywords here are dreams, intuition, mysticism, imagination, and delusions. Pluto, the planet Pluto, ruled by the sign of Scorpio, October 23rd to November 21st. Pluto is known for transformation, change and new beginnings. It represents the cycle of life and the seekers of truth and power. Keywords will be transformation, power, death, rebirth and evolution. Then we have a glyph that I have an astrology profiling, which you can take a look at. And it kind of gives like a little quick cheat sheet on personalities but like i said everybody has a birth chart i hope you've enjoyed this podcast i can't wait for you to come back next week and again if you want a free birth chart reading for business and astrology please go to my instagram handler and make sure that if you want to follow. Stormy Grace on this podcast. I will put her information here and let's stay connected till next week. Thank you for listening. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Make sure to follow me on Instagram, BBBengochea. In my link bio, you will find links to get a copy of my free book and all the social medias so you can stay connected to me and upcoming events. Also, in this episode's description box, you'll have details and links for the guest information. Don't forget to subscribe to podcasts, rate, and make sure if you really enjoyed this episode, review and comment.